Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This episode is brought to you by Anti-Weirdness Spray. If you've had awkward encounters that leave you speechless or stammering, let Anti-Weirdness Spray solve your problems. Simply spray your conversational counterpart and walk away. A potent mixture of bear spray, salmon pesto, and Derek smell distracts and injures the conversationally lacking, allowing you to scoot down the trail. And if you are the awkward culprit, you can simply spray yourself just like Derek does. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the summertime slam session of Backpacking and Blisters with me, the only man who will pat himself on the back after blowing on a river and saying, been there, done that, Wind River. <laughs> he is Carl Mandrioli. What's going on, mommy? That was creative right there. That was a good one. That was a, kind of a you joke, but I thought you got I got to throw those in every now and then. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe that's there why I go. like it. I don't know. With me today is Derek Somerville, the only man that thinks a treehouse is the biggest insult to a tree. Hey, Oak. I killed your friend. Now hold him. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know how to re- react to that. That was, that was, that was yeah. you. That was all you. Um, <laughs> how you been? It's been, it's been a minute. It's been a little bit, yeah. Trip report episode. Yeah. Our own kind of version of that. We don't, we don't do the play-by-play. And yeah, before we jump into the, the whole trip report and some of the, the key takeaways, which involve some interesting encounters, um, we had an interesting situation where we had somebody from our group pull out uh, like a day or two before the trip. That was crazy. I know. Like who would do that? It have to, it would have to be a, a pretty intense situation, right? No, no, not, not necessarily <laughs> not for backpacking. People bail on backpackers all the time. Well, for me, it was me guys. It was, me. Oh, it was you. Oh, it was me. Wow. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. And for me to bail out day or two, I was packed. I was ready. It was, it was prep. My, my, one of my daughters actually went to the hospital. So, it got a little dicey, um, so obviously, you know, you got to prioritize, and it was just unfortunate timing, so 
Definitely bummed I missed this year's trip. Um, right. But we had you had some adventures, which I am just salivating to hear about. So wow. Yeah, it was definitely you know something where. Derek did a good job communicating about some issues with his daughter and his daughter's in the hospital, doesn't know when she's going to get out. And so I, of course, said, you can still go, can't you? And <laughs> it's like, you don't want to lose your, he's like, you don't want to lose your plane ticket, right? And I, was like, <laughs> I did not say that. We can, we can laugh about it now because everybody's safe and sound. Everybody's right? good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was, yeah, super unfortunate and out of your control. Even though it's out of your control, though, it does kind of extend an interesting streak of you sort of not fulfilling a lot of obligations that you've set up on the podcast, though, right? Meaning, you want you want to dive into that a little bit? What do you, what we can. I mean, like this summer, you're gonna you know show us how to how to dig a proper hole with a pine cone, and you didn't do that. I would, yeah, that would have been fun. I I really I had my uh, bow drill kit ready to go. I was gonna, yeah. I'd been practicing uh, starting a fire with that. So right. Um, but that wasn't yeah. a, a podcast obligation. Like other podcast obligations would include grip strength challenge from last year that you could do really anywhere. It didn't have to be on the backpacking trip, and you simply failed to do that. We did that already. We did. What are you talking about? No, I did that. You did not. I sent a video to you. My daughter watched me do it. Okay. And you, I, you never got it? No. Okay, well then. This, and this is clearly. how Derek tries to fulfill challenges is like, oh, didn't you get that? I said that to you like six months ago. <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> you call him a kid a liar? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and then going back to the, and then last one would be obviously that I think it was like season two trivia. We kind of kept track of who was winning trivia you lost and you're supposed to pass out business cards at a grocery store. Nay, nay. I say nay to that. <laughs> uh, I did not lose. Okay. Um, I think it was either a tie or I won, but I think you fudged the numbers. So I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. I'm going to go back and I'm just going to go into each season two episode and listen just to the ends of them and find you out you do that if you want to have that it. much time on your hands to do that uh, a i feel sorry for you b um <laughs> i think there's some editing that is going to end up in your favor so mm, okay well somebody else can do that we certainly have some folks some That's fellow fine. adventures out there that maybe have recently been listening to season two. look i'll just so. I'll, I'll just you want me to just go give somebody a business card that we want me to do? i'll just do it oh Really? Okay. No, I want you to stand outside a grocery store and promote Backpacking Listeners podcast. I think you had to hand out like five business cards and you had to have it on camera. That was the. I think. Well, who's going to go film that? Uh, You could just set up a tripod. Next time. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Outside the grocery store? Yeah. I'll, you know what? I'm going to wait for the Girl Scouts to come. I'm going to just do it like catty corner, like just next to them. Right. And uh, just see if I can uh, get some more traffic going my way. Right. Well, relating the whole business card thing to this current trip, I did get some new business cards, and I was going to pass some out and try to film some awkward handing out of the business cards, and I just couldn't do it. Like I, ha- I think I got a couple out there, and the rest of the guys did a better job promoting the podcast than I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think when you do the podcast, you feel a little weird like yeah. promoting your own thing. I'm not yeah. a self-promoter in any regard ever, and so it was not comfortable for me, but I appreciated you know the other guys chiming in so that was nice but yeah uh we'll get yeah we'll get to some of that stuff we you know talk about encounters uh first hebrews 13 2 do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by so doing some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it Ooh. it's like a that's in hebrews but that's a reference to something that happened in genesis uh, i don't think we're going to dive into the angels part but how would you rank yourself on a hospitality scale uh, I feel like I'm, 
I feel like I, I I'm pretty good, but I feel like I I feel like I like me a seven or an eight. Okay, I feel like I'm up there. I have room to grow. Yep, for sure. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. You? I'll tell you, we're gonna actually be able to judge this based on your responses to the encounters I describe oh, today. And nothing the, like nothing like getting judged by you. You know. Well, it's, you can judge my you can judge my response. Oh, I will. And yeah. everybody out there can judge both of our responses and tell us why we're wrong. So. Which is what usually happens. <laughs> Don't you just love like making yourself vulnerable to everybody's opinion? I love it. It's great. I had I had a list going here, and I actually had to delete some from the list because there were so many. I'm like, I don't think we're gonna get to all these, but we had some interesting encounters. And what's crazy about it is, the second day of our hike, we yeah. went the entire day and didn't see anybody until like the very end. And the person we saw is not on our list, so you can see huh. how concentrated some of these encounters were. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Interesting. So okay. maybe if we have time, I'll, I'll throw in some of the kind of the bonus ones. But and oh, and then just side note, Rocky and I did do this kind of last minute plan, uh, like un, well, semi plan trip to Yosemite, and one of the encounters is from Yosemite. I didn't actually send that to you ahead of time, so that'll be like a yeah. Sp- I want to hear about that. Yeah. A little bit more too. We'll do, I think we're gonna do a separate episode on that because that was a crazy trip. I'm sure it was. Yeah, and I'm sure it was. I I'll just describe it this way: is is you know you you describe your Red Peak Pass trip is your death march. This is my death march. Ooh, yeah. all right. Self-inflicted. So let's <laughs> <laughs> let's let's dive into that. Yeah, we'll get to let's, that one later. Okay. Um, so anyway, oh, and then also today, I think we, we're going to hear from some different people uh, from the trail, and I, I think that from the MP3s I've got that I'm going to include into this this episode, and mm. you can speak to this. I think we might have a, a podcast villain emerging. Is that correct? Ooh, it's on the cusp. Okay. It's on the cusp. All right. Yeah. yeah. A nice guy that turned into a villain. Kind of weird. All right. So let me give you the ground rules for this. So, so how this worked was we, like I mentioned, we had a lot of encounters. One, potentially kind of creepy. And since Derek didn't make the trip, I'm just going to tell you kind of how, how yeah. things went down. And I'm just going to... Derek, you get to kind of, you know, what's what's your ambassador role here? What do you do in the situation? Or what decisions do you make as a leader? That's kind of what it is. So mm. um, which one do you want first? Let's go with the uh, the rough trail ahead guy. Okay. Let's do that. So, yeah. So, th- this guy, so the term blowdown came up on this trip uh, quite a bit. Are you familiar? We talked about blowdown. What? Well, what? Yes. I cannot. It's I don't remember it. On it, was, it was your trivia question. This is like it one was. of the most famous trivia questions. Yeah. Well, now I don't remember right now. It's been so because long. Because you asked me what it was, and I told you almost word for word, and you said incorrect. So. <laughs> <laughs> you said almost word for word, right? So yeah. there you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, what was it? Top. Remind me what it is. Yeah. Okay. So so we're in the Wind River Range, as you alluded to earlier, in Wyoming, and yeah. uh, last year at some point. I want to say it was like i don't know august september they had a big blowdown where just the winds came through and just blew down a bunch of trees mm, okay, okay okay so a lot of the trails above tree line but the first part is definitely in trees and so we were hiking and i think we hit like a, a patch that was like 100 yards or 200 yards of severe blowdown where we're clambering over trees hiking around them you know making sure mm-hmm. we didn't lose the trail and it was an yeah. effort was it yeah. Was it horrible? No, it was fine, but it was an effort. Like 100 yards, 200 yards. And so we continue hiking down the trail, and we get kind of towards the end of our first day. Well, we'll say middle of the first day. And we encounter a guy who's the only guy the whole day that we pass who was heading the same direction as us. And so he's going to this pass called Washakie yeah. Pass, and he says, just so you guys know, we were supposed to go over the pass today, and we encountered a blowdown ahead that, like, it was just – 
it was just too tough. Like I just couldn't do it. He was with his teenage daughter, so we just turned around. And he's like, there's mosquitoes there. Mm-hmm. It was too okay. tough. We turned around. So we'd already encountered a blowdown, so we knew what that might be. And if we're like, okay, well, that wasn't that bad. Perhaps the one ahead might be kind of like impossible. I don't know. So what do you do about that? Ooh. What do I do? Well, I, I mean, if I've already done a right. blowdown earlier in the day and you have this group of guys, and if you, I mean, to me, it's like I just look at our group of guys. I'm like, guys. Do we want to do this? Do we want, mm. do we, do we want this adventure? Um, I think I think we're gonna press on. Honestly, I think we're gonna press on. And be like, thanks, thanks, no thanks. We're gonna keep going, and not to be too judgy, but I'm like, you know, you have your teenage daughter. I don't know, but, you know, I don't know that. I don't know their physical situation. Are they tired? I don't know that whole situation. So I know my group. I know that we have encountered quite the array of strangeness on our, on our over the years. So. To me, I would say, are you guys up for this? And, and okay. I think everybody would be on board with that. Um, and if we if we did get there and it was pretty gnarly, I think we would re-navigate. Either we, I don't know. Either I don't I don't I don't think we'd turn around unless we really really had to. I think we'd okay. be willing to. Turn yeah, and around. and I should have given you more information. There, yeah, I don't think we would have had to turn around. There was another pass, kind of like a cut across that would definitely cut our trip a lot shorter and cut out a huge chunk of trail. Oh. But there was a there was kind of like okay. a shortcut. So even if you did the shortcut, mm-hmm. couldn't you like, I don't know, like add some more miles back on by doing like a little out, little out and back somewhere or something yeah. like that? So yeah, yeah. And, that, and as we talked about before, those, those are kind of lame, right? They are lame, but it's better than like you know, not doing like ten miles or something. So would you do the would you do the cut across if you got if the blowdown was just too tough for you, or would you just you know just kind of navigate to the cut across without wasting the extra miles to t- try to try to encounter the blowdown what do you think i mean as you know this is like a like a discernment issue like you get there and you yeah. kind of see what's in front of you if it's if well, it's on the trail we had to make the decision you know on the spot well i think we're gonna press on until we get there okay. number one that's what i would say especially if we've already done one and we kind of know what to expect and is your main criteria for pressing on the fact that you don't think teenage girls are tough enough to handle a blood <laughs> Definitely not. I know some very tough teenage girls. Okay. Uh, no, I think it's based on the fact that we like adventure. Um, okay. We like doing things together. Um, and we've already done a blowdown. I don't, and maybe this will be harder, but I think that's part of the fun. Okay. Is, is those, those things. So, right. And if it's too hard, we have the option of cutting back or cutting across. Right. So for sure. I'm and that up. my friend is why we go backpacking together. We are in lockstep with that decision. And so, we, we've enjoyed off-trail stuff, you know? I mean, yeah. Like that's, if you got to go off-trail, you got to go off-trail. Right. I think that's an easy one. That's an easy one. I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to well, push on. And so, so outcome is we get to the blowdown, and it's like three trees, and that was it. <laughs> no. Are you it was kidding? nothing. Yeah. People, wow. like, the guys were like, wait, that can't, that can't be it. That can't have turned the guy around, but yeah. Wow. Wait, yeah. didn't, they, and they hadn't gone through the other one? Yeah, they were coming the opposite direction. That's why we encountered them. So oh, they didn't know so what was ahead for them. Well, I guess they're going to be stuck in the middle somewhere then. So they're <laughs> right. They're going to hit the other so one. It was, yeah, it was. Kind of, I mean, they didn't. They may not have known it was only going to be th- you know a few trees or whatever it was, but just kind of funny. So did you did you return the ferry and be like, hey guys, just so you know, there's another blowdown up ahead. <laughs> uh, it's a couple hundred yards long. There was like a way around it. There's a junction, so they could have missed it. So we didn't want to assume they were going a certain way. I think we yeah. did mention that, but I forget now at this point. But wow. uh, we were probably just self-absorbed and focusing ourselves, to be honest. But anyway. Typical. Yeah, typical. So, all right. What do you get next? 
Um, I, I'm going to say the fire ladies. I'm going to call it the fire ladies. Fire ladies. Um, okay. Tell me about the fire ladies. All right. So our third night in camp, we, this is like our only camp spot where we actually had quite a few people around us. We were like six miles from the trailhead and it's kind of like a relatively flat mile. So as a result, there's quite a few people that were camped at this awesome lake called Big Sandy Lake. And we set up, we find a nice camp spot. There's a fire ring. We get a fire going. We confirmed I don't know if we confirmed, but we didn't see any signs banning fires or, you know, the, mm. saying that we couldn't have fires okay. driving in. In Colorado, they have signs everywhere. It's like you can't miss it. And so we have the fire going, and not too long after, we have some girls in nearby camp. As you know, we have girls and other folks that like to just wander in our camp all the time. And Regular. so they're like, hey, yeah. guys, where are you from? And I'm like, wait, wait, is, that's your girl voice? Is yeah, that is that good? Yeah. Uh, you know, need some work, but keep going. Okay. And so we're like, hey, Colorado, where are you from? They're like, Idaho. And so they're, they're, they start off all friendly. They're like, like, there's a fire ban going on. You guys can't have a fire. And then they go into a story about how they encountered a ranger who warned them not to have a fire and threatened them with a citation if they did start a fire. So um, they were having their like some sort of like a meditation retreat or something weird. And oh, they, okay. And so they, okay. they wanted to communicate you better put your fire out because they're like, we don't want you to get a citation. Whatever so they were concerned about you getting a citation. Supposedly. So, okay. And it, and it might've been, the smoke may have been distracting their meditation sessions. Or well, something. no, it, we no. weren't that. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? How cl- what, were you what close you to them? How far away are you from them? <sighs> 50 yards. Okay. So you're not like terribly close. My first reaction if I'm used like, guys, listen, I'm Carl Mandrioli. Uh, I've been I've been blacklisted before. This is no big deal. Like uh, I've already been. This is whatever. Right. So I'm gonna keep that fire burning bright. Okay. Um. I mean, honestly, like you're the fire guy. So what do you do? I am the fire guy. I think I would be like, you know, thanks for the input. I think we're gonna roll the dice because we haven't seen any signs. We haven't heard anything ourselves, and we really like fire. Okay. So. Thanks, no thanks. We'll, we'll we'll risk it, but thank you for your concern. Happy meditating. Peace out. That's probably what I'd say. Okay. Uh, I Before? I I said yeah. Thanks for the warning. Didn't know there's a fire ban, so happy to follow the rules. And so we just let the fire. Mm. You know, we didn't put any more wood on. We just let it die out. And uh, yeah, I had a feeling yeah. you'd do that. And 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 the thing is, is like I I probably would have to put the fire up because I think, you know, we have people in our group that are like. You know, hey guys, we don't want to like break the rule. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it would have been, I would, I think I would have been overruled on yeah. that one. Honestly, gotcha. Well, yeah. Uh, but, the other guys in the group were actually pretty fired up about that pun intended there, and they were they were like what? angry at the girls for the rest of the time. <laughs> what? Yeah, because they just came and told them. I think it was the issue was that they were tr- they thought. I'm kind of I'm not sure where I stand on this, but they thought Jared, Rocky, Eric, don't shoot, don't shoot the messenger. Jeez. Well, they thought that, the, that no. there was issues with the messenger because they thought that they were the girls were trying to figure out a nice way to communicate to that they want the fire out, and so they created the story about encountering the ranger because we're not in a national but how park. How do they know that? Um, typically, national forest areas huh. in like I don't know how Wyoming works, but. It, we we're pretty far out there, so, and we did not see any ranger vehicles at the trailhead, you know, before or after, and heard of no other right. ranger encounters at all. And we talked to a lot of people mm. out there, so they thought that they were 
They were liars, basically. Huh. I, I would have. So they would have kept the fire going if you think if you weren't there. Uh, they might have. Yeah, they were they were pretty defiant. Uh, we did have another um, couple of guys come by, and one guy yelled like in a nice way. It was like, "Hey, fire ban!" And we're like, "Yep." Like this was after the fact. Oh. We're like we're, it's it's out. Like there's no fire. This, it was kind of still smoking, but it, like there was no fire. And then the second guy. Oh. So we already said like it's out. We're not. You know, we don't have a fire going. Okay, so we've already communicated that. Second guy, wow. don't want to burn down the Wind Rivers. <laughs> 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 or something like, like don't you don't want wow. the guys to be known like that. And we're like, and they were like, you know, younger guys. And I was like, we already said it was out. They are hardcore so, over there. That's like, yeah. Uh, I mean. Yeah. Well, hey, if there's a fire ban, like fire bans are a, a whole other issue. There's, we could go into um, reasons why there's so many, you know, fires raging in the West and, how fire bans are can actually do more harm than good with that stuff, yeah. but we're, I'm not going to go down that road. All I know is like I didn't want to cause friction, so I put that fire up. But there was yeah friction to be you're, had. You're you're the path of least resistance. So I I don't know. Yeah, I would have been like maybe Wind River needs to do a better job of letting everybody know about these fire bans because we heard and saw nothing and nobody. So yeah, we we're pretty remote. So there's, there's and you're that. remote. Yeah, that's and cool. Wyoming's not as populated as other states, and so there's not as much funding for that stuff be like hey guys we're from yosemite um not a big deal yeah. we know we know what we're doing thanks <laughs> um, right thanks no thanks all right next one what do we got okay what you got um you i, I want to hear about the um the, there's something about a rock climb with uh you know the, the rock climb boys or something like that <laughs> they're, they're moving they're moving gear oh yeah this one something. yeah this one's not maybe as intense as the fire rose but what was it? It was in our third day, so we're, we're hiking down, we're descending, and there's a group of four folks, two ladies, two gentlemen, in their 20s, probably mid to late 20s. They look super fit, super healthy. They've got super fit to be yeah. Okay. They're, they're uh, they got some pretty heavy packs, and yeah. they're just they're 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 hiking. We're going downhill, they're going uphill. They're just they're killing it. They're they're dominant. They're doing awesome. And they and so I was like, hey guys, how's it going? You know, just trying to make some shit chat on the trail and first one girl starts in this is our second time up this trail today we're 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 loading gear in for a big climb we got 400 pounds to move and just starts complaining okay (laughs) second person guy continues to complaining third person fourth person same thing like this is hard like like we're we're, we got so much gear like this is hard like just just kind of whining to be honest and I was huh. I was like taken aback. I was like, "Whoa, are you guys getting paid to do this?" And they're like, "No, you're choosing <laughs> to do this. <laughs> this is this is your own adventure that you're creating, and you're complaining to everybody about it." And so, so how do you respond it. to that? I love it. Uh, laughter. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, what do you say to that? It's like, didn't okay. My first question. I mean, it's, it'd be hard not to say this. Like. Did you guys know ahead of time that you'd have to like come this far into like, you know, move gear or <laughs> like they had to know like how far they're going to like, it's not like they're going like a hundred yards or 200 yards. Yeah. I and, mean, and they could handle it. Like they were totally fine. That's so funny. Yeah. I would have been like, well, um, you know, Hey, that's a bummer. Good luck with that. That's probably what I would say. I think I would just kind of roll my eyes and be like, that's yeah. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Typically what I do. Typically not this time. I was like, no. Yeah. No, you're not getting away with it. Not on my watch. And so I started wow. scolding them. I was like, I was like, you're choosing you're right. to do this. This is an adventure. Enjoy it. You guys can handle this. You're fit. You're healthy. You're young. Just have a good time. Yeah. 
and then I walked away. Did you really say that? Yeah. I, th- I mean, not word for word, but something wow. like that. Like, I definitely, I scolded them, but with, like, a kind yeah. but yelly voice. See, here's something, a yelly voice. This is some, <laughs> This is where we we are doing the opposite of what we would normally would do, I feel like. Like, normally Maybe. I might say something, and in this case I'm like, oh, urgh, I don't want to say anything. But yeah. that's interesting you said that. Um, what, did they respond to you? Were they like... Yeah, I, don't know, I just walked. I just walked away. I don't know if the other guys. I was just so. I'm like, you know what? You're when you're doing something for fun, you're choosing to do it, and then you're complaining about it. Like, like, it sounds like they were maybe like unprepared because, like, how do you not know what? Hey, it's not. It wasn't an easy trail. It's part of the miles were easy, but the section they were on definitely they had some climbing. Four hundred pounds. So you're talking like ropes, carabiners, your favorite. Yeah, so they had like what was it? Two trips of fifty pounds each. So that's a heavy pack. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of the climbing they had to do. They definitely had like a couple big climbs, but it wasn't, you know, I wouldn't say it was, it wasn't anything monstrous. You think they just wanted sympathy? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. That's that's probably yeah. what it was. You get no sympathy from no. old crusty Carl, who is just yeah. who wishes old he could be as fit as them. They probably were like, "Listen, bald man, I don't care what you think." <laughs> I I have to carry these fifty pounds. Okay, I got rope everywhere. I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't do any finger pointing or fist shaking. Just to clarify. Oh, you should have shook a fist. That would have been great. Yeah. Well, well good right, hey, for I you. I got one that I didn't. I got yeah. one that's on your list. This okay. is this is the one that has hit me the hardest. I'll say. Ooh. Okay, because I like it really made me reflect and think about this, and so I'm curious what you do. Uh, this is the one that happened in Yosemite. Uh, just quick backstory. We show up to Yosemite and go to the ranger station. They're like yeah. 100 degrees every day of your, of your trip. Yeah. In Yosemite. I'm like, like, I'm like, we're in Yosemite, high country, 100 degrees. Yes. Every day, it will be 100 degrees outside. And so I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So we, that's part of the death march issue. But we were on day two, which is a, you know, like 15 mile day. 15 mile. Legit, not exact, no exaggeration, no exaggeration, 90 to 95% uphill the whole day. Ooh. Yeah. I was going to just say, did you have how much uphill? Yeah. Okay. And, well, and there was like one section that felt a little flat, still slight incline, and it, that wasn't very long either. But okay. it was legit, and it was hard uphill. And so we're, we're kind of, it's like one of those hikes where you're next to a river, but it's like there's a steep, almost cliffy bank, so you can't, you don't always have mm. access to it. Okay. Right. So water, you know, one year next water, source is an issue i could just not get enough water and so i, I was like constantly dehydrated right. anyway um we had encountered this group of doctors who was out there from san diego they're out backpacking and they had one of their mentors along with them who was 70 years old the previous day hmm. he had gotten lost because he started from the wrong trailhead they spent like half a day maybe the whole day f- trying to find the guy okay oh, man. uh date yeah. so we, we like they finally found him and they kind of camped near us day two the guy decides, he's like, look, you guys are fitter than me. So he decides to get out early. And hmm. they're like, why don't you just hike with us? Let's just keep it safe. He's like, there's no junction for 14 miles. So I'm not going to, you know, wow. like you'll, you'll, you'll pass me. You'll catch up. Don't worry. So he gets out early. Um, and then they start after him. And I encounter the guy who's, who's coming back towards me. And he, at some point, had gotten lost again. He was way off trail, wow. and while he was off trail, the rest of his group passed him and didn't know it. Oh okay? my gosh. Yeah. And so I showed him where the trail was. I kind of redirected him. He's good to go. 
Okay. So I'm, then I have to. I end up waiting for the other guys. We have a chat with some other folks, and so this guy gets a little headset on us. But we eventually catch him on some like very sunny switchbacks, yeah. and he is just in a heap in the shade, like the only shade spot in the switchbacks, and he's just like, he's coherent, he's fine, but he's like, I'm out of water, and I am struggling. He's like, are we almost at the top of this hill? Yeah. And so he wants water. Mm. What do you do? And there's now, not much And there's not much around. We don't know when the next access point is. I've got half a bottle, and I'm dehydrated. I'm rationing at this point. Mm. Uh, the other guys are rationing. Mm. I don't know how much each of the guys has. Uh, one guy straight up is not willing to give water, so it's down to me really? and Rocky. Yeah. Well, this was like, no, I'm not doing it. He didn't say that, but he just never gave any water. So, huh. um, so we, that's what I took away from that. So, huh. so what do you do? He's asking for water. You're rationing water and you're dehydrated. Mm. It's a hundred degrees outside. You don't know where the next water spot, spot is. He's coherent. Yeah. But he's struggling. I, I still think it comes down to like a human issue, though. And and I'm gonna feel like okay. garbage if I walk away from that situation and like don't give that guy something, right? So. Okay. Even if it's like, hey, guys, let's each give them like a little squirt, you know, a little bit here, a little bit so there. So you got 20 ounces. I'm going to put you total. in my spot. 20 ounces. Total? What do you got? 20 ounces total, yeah. That's, uh, that's like two-thirds of a liter. Hey, you guys are dumb, number one, uh, for not having enough water. But mm, we were just, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> we're going through water like crazy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I mean, I'd, I don't That is a hard one because yeah, I'd say... I don't know. I, I feel like I'd be a really bad person if I didn't do something, though. I think I, I'd be like, look, we have 20 ounces for all of us. Uh, no, 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 no. I've got 20 ounces for me. I don't know how much. Yeah, but how much? Like okay, has. so you have total. How much are you going to? We don't know how much Rocky has? It's an individual decision. So what do you give him, if anything? I give him a couple squirts. Yeah. I'd be like, here, here's. What does that mean? Like you're squirting the bottle at him? Or? I don't know. It's in a, squ- a sport bottle. I'll be like, here, let me give me your bottle. I'll just give you like a little bit of my water, but we got to ration it, so I got to be careful. So like a couple ounces, maybe. At least, yeah, like two, three, four ounces, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I feel like that'd be fair. Especially if he's fair. coherent. If he's not, if he's like, if he's, if that's a different story, then I'm probably gonna give him all of it or more or close to all. Yeah. Of it, yeah. Yeah. The first thing that you have to recognize is who this guy is. And do you know who this guy is, Derek? He's uh, you, or no? Is this you? <laughs> this is a story about you? He's me. What? Is what this a story about you? <laughs> oh my gosh, no. Carl! No, 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 okay. no. We're labeling. We're labeling the guy. Okay, this guy is uh, unprepared guy. Uh, over. Uh, no, no, not unprepared guy. Is it? He's already been lost twice. Oh, okay, he's he's uh, same trip. Yeah. Well, trip saboteur, my friend. Oh well, that guy. Yeah, trip saboteur. Yeah, uh, directionally challenged. Yeah, he's, this is a guy you don't leave alone, you don't let him go ahead, any of that stuff. So it took me a couple encounters to figure this out. But he's a trip saboteur, and so at this moment, I'm realizing this, he is now not only threatening to wreck the doctor's trip, he's threatening to wreck our trip. He can wreck two trips because it's a safety issue, right? Right. Yeah, and it's easy to give and help when you have an abundance. At least it is for me, maybe not for everybody. Yeah. But when you are... In short supply, it's harder to give him to help, and so yeah, I get that. Yeah, in the end, Rocky gave him a bottle. I think Rocky had more than a bottle. It was like I don't know, like a 12, 15 ounce bottle. Uh, he get, Rocky gave him a couple of electrolytes. The guy said he had filtration stuff. I gave him half my bottle, so I gave him ten, 10 ounces. ounces. And then wow. we said we'll just tell the doctors to come back for him once we encounter them. Little did we it know, is. like the doctors were way stinking down the trail, and so we didn't encounter them for a while. But wow. there were other people on the trail, and uh, there was water access. Not 
terribly far away. So So he definitely ruined their trip. He I don't know yeah, once we passed the doctors, I was just like, Hey, just beware, like this guy is a trip wrecker, so just <laughs> <Not> trip <laughs> I said trip saboteur. But Yeah. Yeah, that was tough because I've I've gone back and forth. Like, should I have given him more water? I think one person suggested if you weren't too far from the from the last water source, just send him back down the hill to the last water source, which is probably the best solution. Mm. But yeah, I didn't think about that at the time. Well, that would be that would be situation A. Yeah, to me, if you know it's close. Right. So anyway, that was I thought that was wow. encounter. That's intense. All right. That's intense. All right, one okay. more. One yeah, more. one more. Um, it's a this is army guy. Army guy. Uh, army guy. Let's talk about army guy. Okay, so we had just there was this, a weird section of the trail where it was like it split and did like went you could go like left side around the lake, right side around the lake. You could climb on rocks around the lake called the climber's route, or you can go left side around where you had to climb up onto a hillside. So there's like elevation gain and loss. And so two yeah. of the guys went left side, two of the guys went right side. I went right side with uh, Eric and. We cl- clambered over the rocks, and of course, my my GoPro fell out and smashed on the rocks, which is awesome. <laughs> so it's like my third gro- GoPro I've ever ruined. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. Oh wow! So we have we have a waterfall and rocks. Waterfall, rocks, GoPros. and I left a GoPro yeah. on the trail like a couple years ago too. So nice. Okay. Yeah. So we get to the other side, and this guy in full army fatigues, full army gear, is hiking up the trail to go around like the other side realizes he's going the wrong direction comes right back down with his dog he's got army gear on like i said he's got a gun he's got a dog and your your alarm bells are going off immediately or what uh no okay no not for me that's this is why i'm presenting this to you so i'll I'll explain my perspective here in a little bit but he's he's a little bit like he's like semi-panicky he's like did you see the badger in the rocks there it almost attacked my dog i I almost shot it and we just come from the rocks <laughs> why are you laughing at that what's funny it just sounds funny okay go ahead so he's intense man so i was like we didn't see a badger on the rocks he's like yeah it almost killed my dog like i was gonna shoot it blah 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 i was like yikes he's like yeah and then i thought it was this way but it's not and apparently didn't have a map and so i pulled out my map and i showed him the way to go Little did I know, like, Eric's standing off in the background, you know, kind of concerned about the situation. I'm just like, hey, I'm just trying to help a guy out, right? Yeah. Yeah, what do you do in that situation? That's... <laughs> Is the dog on a leash? No. Okay. Um... <laughs> don't know how to respond to this yeah this is so this is so random it so is random. what I, I think what i have more year i think I, depending on the vibe i get from this guy's personality I would either I would I would easily take one of your approaches, but if he's if you if you discern that he's like a nice guy, but he's just kind of like you know a little quirky and he's you know got his dog, then yeah, I'd probably try to help him out. But I don't know, maybe Eric discerns something different. Maybe he's a little more sketchy. Maybe right. something a little more sketchy is going on. Then maybe I would kind of like steer clear and just um, kind of avoid it, like but, hide hide in the rocks. Yeah, like hide in the bush, you know, okay. camouflage. So I think it really depends on my read on the guy coming down the mountain. But it, that that gun, I mean, are there? I don't I don't know the situation out there in the, at the Wind River, but a gun. They have grizzly bears there, so okay. It, so this is yeah. not like out. I mean, and and so theoretically, to be, to be fair, like Eric's carried a gun on one of our trips too, right? So yeah, we've had that as well. So I don't think I'd be like too shocked to see that. Okay. And it's Wyoming, you know. I know like guns are a little bit more lax than back here, and in, in, oh, for sure california so i don't i think i would try to help him out yeah okay 
So you're more, my... you, you would do what I did. I think I'm, I'm siding more towards your approach. Okay. Yeah. Every other guy in the group is like very wary of this guy. But did the other guys see the guy? I think uh, if I, they they came they kind of finished their section after us, and so I think that he was gone with him. They arrived. They, we described the situation mm. unbiased, and they were like definitely more on Eric's side of things. Okay. And so here's the line of reasoning. I don't know rules with army gear, but to see a yeah, guy I want to see dressed yeah, see. in army fatigues. Apparently, that is against the rules. You're you're allowed to wear it obviously when you're on duty, and also when you're driving to and from duty. But you're not supposed to wear your full uniform outside of that. So wait, let me let me clarify. It, this isn't like I'm at an outdoor store. And I bought camouflage gear. No, this no, no, like, no. This is like actual. This issued. is like a uniform. Yeah, and so I don't know the backstory if he's wearing like you know grandpa's stuff, you know some sort right. of weird. Okay, that memorial. I guess that makes a big difference. Then I, yeah. we have we have no idea. We just know that he he's a little panicky. Obviously not prepared. Doesn't have a map. Um, doesn't know where he's going, and he has he's you know. And it's a hundred degrees. This is Wind Rivers. You're back in the Wind Rivers, so. Yeah, it okay, was still pretty back. warm. It was warm for what he was wearing, for sure. But okay, right. um, so he just it just felt out of place. It felt creepy, is what it felt. Well, why did it feel creepy? Because you don't normally see people with guns and camo gear. Not to me, because obviously I helped the guy. I had no right. problem with that. It felt creepy to the other guys. Sorry, I should have specified. I think we fear the unknown, though, or fear yeah. fear fear things that we're not comfortable and and familiar with, right? Yeah. So that makes sense, but. I don't know. I mean, you got you got to put in the not not that you'd go help everybody out. I'm not saying that, but I think uh, I don't know. Like you got to kind of see what's in front of you too. Like you're in Wyoming, you're in bear country. He has a gun. We've had a gun, so like, right. would people be think we're creepy? Maybe not because we have t-shirts and shorts on. You know, like so people either want to hang out with us or get annoyed by the loudness. Exactly. So I think it's to me. Does it? And we've seen people with dogs. So yeah. To me, um, well, you've seen people with dogs. Yeah, not not on our trips, but I have wow. seen them. Wow. But um, would you? Is it is it more about the camo stuff? You know, I mean, to, the fatigues. Yeah. I mean, does that send the message? That seems like it's is what's sending the message. Like, what if the same guy's out there with like, you know, cargo shorts and a t-shirt? Like, is that? Yeah. It's, it seems like it's the camo stuff. Either way, uh, that's those are the yeah some of the strange encounters we had. Uh, I mean, just honorable mention, we had uh, the jeans family where they had like a large group of kids. Everybody's wearing jeans and dangling now jeans off the back of their pack. Felt bad for them. Oh yeah. We yeah we had um, correction guy who you know corrects you on the spot when you mispronounce names of the trail or the lake or the pass or whatever. Oh nice. Who yeah we had correction guy not not too big a deal okay. but um yeah interesting encounters that that was probably the theme of this year's trip. And uh, yeah, probably more things will, will will come out as we continue on with episodes to come. So thanks for playing on, man. Appreciate sounds it. very like a colorful trip. There's definitely some very. colorfulness going on. Not yeah. as colorful without you, of course. Well, I would have I would have made it a rainbow. Let's just be honest. So. Indeed. <laughs> um, I, yeah, definitely bummed I missed that. Yeah. Um, it's always like good memories when you have weird stuff happen on a trip. Right. Yeah, as you know, I look forward to stuff weird stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, oh, um, yeah. oh yeah. Okay, well, so we're sharing. gonna we're gonna yeah. get to some uh, some some reactions to things that have uh, occurred in this podcast and potentially podcast villain right after this. Yeah, hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. 
For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. So first, I want to hear from Jared. Jared sent me this MP3 prior to the trip. Uh, In preparation of the trip, Right. here's what he said. What up, Backpacking and Blisters? This is Jared. Just wanted everybody to know that after some comments from some jokers about how we shouldn't share equipment and I fully support Carl in this. It is to share the loads that everybody's bag is lighter. But after the comments that were made this past year about how we should be fully independent, um, Carl, Derek, I think I got my last piece of equipment. I bought my stove this week. A striker stove competes with jet boil. We'll see how it goes. I know you guys like the jet boil. Uh, I think this costs about half as much, but uh, it's uh, supposed to work as well. So I'm going to try to go fully independent. Um, I know that's going to cause everybody else's bags to be a little bit heavier, that my bags going to be a little bit heavier. Uh, I'm going to do some sections of the Colorado Trail at the end of August. So I'm kind of using our trip in Wyoming as training. Uh, going to put a challenge out to rocky every mile that we go i say we stop with packs on and do 20 push-ups get a little more fit challenge ourselves i believe uh this hike is going to be a little less on the miles let's hit it rock and maybe we can get uh derek and carl to do it with us we'll see can't wait to get on trail with you guys see ya so jared did succeed at going self-contained he was prepared yeah but what do you mean about the push-ups thing like he's trying to train for a bigger trip. Does that diminish this trip? Does it diminish the trip? I think it's just yeah. The fact that he's like, I'm just using this trip for training. What do you think? <laughs> what when's his next trip? Like how far away? Uh, it was like two weeks out from that last trip. All right, okay, that's close. That's a, that's a decent close. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it diminishes it. I think it's kind of par for the course for Rocky and Jared to do you know crazy stuff like that. So yeah, to me, I'm like whatever. Do your 20 push-ups, but were you, you didn't want to do you didn't want to join in. You don't want to do that? No. 20 push-ups. So just to clarify, I have 20 push-ups, backpack on. Yeah. Yeah, I can barely do 20 without it off, so. Right. I, I'd probably do it for a couple miles. I, I sort of joined in. You know, we got that in the video to come, so I, I sort of joined in. I bet you did. I bet you did. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> did you put your knees on the ground and do push-ups, or is that? <laughs> uh, you'll have to wait to I'll find out. I'll judge it when I see it. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. It was, they, they, yeah, it was pretty ridiculous doing, I'll bet. doing 20, and, and Jared obviously doing 20 push-ups with his pack is much different than Rocky doing 20 push-ups with his pack. Oh, I can only, I can only imagine. 
Right. So, well, okay. Let's hear from. I have a MP3 from Jesse from Backcountry Forward. Yeah. This is one we played. Oh, it was like back in November, December time frame, so months ago. And this was in response to the Canyonlands debacle we had last year. And the reason why I'm playing it, first of all, I pared it way down just to kind of get to the the crux of what he said. But the reason why I'm playing it is because what he said stuck with some of the guys for whatever it was, eight or nine months. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So so here's here's, here's the setup. Let's just get a refresher of what Jesse had to say. It's Jesse from Backcountry Forward. I just listened to a series of unfortunate Canyonland events, and there seems to be some, dare I say it, codependency within this relationship. It's like your guys' backpacking groups are this like interconnected web of reliance, and it all seems to go and run through one man, the godfather, Carl Mandrioli himself. And like, Carl, I mean, I don't blame you. I see that it seems like at times you're trying to herd like a a herd of cats to go backpacking. But it seems in your attempt to do so, there's also been some like leverages of reliance where they've just learned to rely and count on you and not take responsibility for themselves. Which I mean, guys, if I can speak to you then, it's like, it's time. You guys have been backpacking for so long. You need to have your own backpacking kit. Stop sharing gear. Each guy should be their own backpacker. And I mean, I think that's just safer in general. I used to do the shared backpacking gear. And after like the first trip, I was like, I ain't doing this for very long. And like started transitioning to being my own solo individual backpacker. Because then you have everything you need and you what you need is different than what the other guy needs. But if you don't have something, it's your fault. And you learn for the next time to be like, oh, I should bring that along. Okay. So do you remember that from last? Yeah. Yeah. November, December. Okay. Yeah. So, so he, he struck a chord with, with Rocky and Jared. So on the trip, yeah, Rocky and Jared had a response for Jesse. Here's what they said. Jared and Rock checking in here. What's up everybody? We are out at the Wind River Range, and yes, we are the team that got a little turned around, Red Peak Pass last year. A lot of turned around, all because of me, totally my fault. I am terrible with maps and with junction signs. Well, especially junction signs that aren't actually there. Yeah, that was a team effort. There was no sign there. We did the best that we could with what we had. Speaking of what we had was a paper map, and Rocky and I do not thrive in that arena so I well, de- I just always never bring them, so I don't practice with them at all. So I downloaded the All Trails app to try to kind of sharpen those skills, and we have the technology. Why are we not using it? And we just got a little off trail, and I opened up the map and quickly got us back on trail. So quickly, emphasis on quickly. It appears the Padawan has now become. The Jedi. Ooh, yes, you have. So, dude, Jesse, I love you. You're a bro. But take that, man! Yeah! <laughs> okay, so what do you think about that? Well, I mean, you got... Here's the thing, Rock. Uh, Rocky does so much prep in so many other areas, right? And we're talking about... You were talking about right. maps, paper maps, all this other stuff. 
you do so much prep for like football, for for the word, for Bible studies, you know, all these things. Why not prep a little bit for the map ahead of time if you know you're going to have to use the map? <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. You're such a good prepper when you want to be prep with a map. Right. Um, Jared comes through in the clutch, which was admitted. Um, did the Padawan become the Jedi? I think he's, uh, you know, I think he's on the way. If if not right. um, a full Jedi, he's a Jedi in training. Um, yep. But I think overall, if you're if you're talking about like you know they want to become more independent and all that stuff, I see value there. I do see some value there. But at the same time, I'm like you know, did Lewis and Clark help each other out on the trail? Did were they fully independent? Did did Lewis carry Clark's? You know, mm. did, did Clark carry Lewis's whatever? No, they didn't carry anything. They had like other people and animals carrying stuff. Okay, there you go. So they were codependent, I guess, right? So um, <laughs> if Lewis and Clark are codependent, no. I, I think it sometimes it kind of, to me, creates like a unity, though. Like you're depending on each other. You're leaning on each other. And you can look at that as codependent. I think you also can look at that as as, as building a bond, too, because you're, mm. you're, you're, you're depending on each other to do certain things, you know? And right. I think it creates a bond that's intangible that you can't really put a finger on. So I kind of okay. disagree with Jesse somewhat. I mean, I do see value in being more independent and being more prepared. And just side note, did you bring up Lewis and Clark because you want to show everybody that you know some history because you're still embarrassed about the Bill of Rights stuff? Um, I'm a little bit embarrassed about the Bill of Rights, even though I was okay. right. I just got confused. Um, there was a review that I'll read later that had to do with that. I'm sure there, I'm sure there is. <laughs> How did this guy get a 4.0 in high school and he doesn't know about the Bill of Rights? I don't know. That's not the question. I don't think people believe you got a 4.0 in high school. Yeah, so. They probably never will, but you're all, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know. Lewis and Clark, Saka Joey, let's go. So, so you so you also view Jesse as, as a, a villain to our podcast, is what you're saying. That's that's not what I said. Um, I think you're putting words in my no, mouth. Just kind of sum it up. As usual. Um, I think he's he's uh, portraying himself, and he, he he could be seen as portraying himself in that light for sure. Okay, yeah. I think that he, or is he just a, a yeah. truth teller? I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that prefer to do what Jesse does. Every self-contained, I don't want to share. Like, hey, hey, Derek, you got your stove over there? Awesome. Um, oh, you forgot your matches? Well. <laughs> that's tough for you i guess that's gonna teach you to bring matches next time right like how you know where do you draw the line there right right like, right you know so so jared went self-contained he he used the app he actually navigated well there, there were spots where i was like i know generally where it is he's like no 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 let's let's find out exactly where we're headed here because we lost the trail and so he navigated us right back to the trail problem solved uh so so i think he can take himself out of the group that jesse's talking about now rocky Rocky, like you said, brought a lot of things to the trip. He, we had these kind of impromptu Bible studies that were awesome, mm. and he was definitely a leader in that regard and a leader in a lot of awesome and right, amazing trail right. conversations. <clears throat> yeah. Did he, you know, put in the effort to to be a good navigator? He definitely checked out the map, but in terms of like trying to obtain the map, I'd, I'd give him like a one out of ten effort because <laughs> he did go to REI, but he went to his local REI that's nowhere near Wyoming. It's not going to have those maps. Right. And I had it linked on the gear list, so he could have ordered it well ahead of time. But mm. uh, he at mm. least was an active participant in the navigation by looking at the map and you know sure. trying to figure out where to go. I don't. I, I, here's the thing about Rocky, though. I worry because you know Rocky's pack is already so full with like ten pound weights, DVDs, like bags of blocks of cheese and you know it's it's so full full of stuff right. now you want him to like add his own stove map and and all these other tents you know all these other right things. right right does he have enough room i mean logistically yeah. rock you're getting like a, a 200 pound bag maybe or 200 liter yeah. bag or, or what are we talking about no he actually that's funny you mentioned that he's got an 85 liter bag 
and uh, he he had a ridiculous thing he wanted to bring. He couldn't fit it. He couldn't he fit it. Leave something. I know. Home, yeah. Yep. Cut, cut the cheese, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. I said wow. it. I said it. Yeah. Good one. That was a good one. I don't have much more reaction. I'll just kind of let them speak for themselves there. But, uh, wow. yeah. I think we, we got some mistakes on the trip that we'll – I think I'll, I'll save those for for later because okay. – yeah. Is there any other things? I, because before we get to, to trivia, we have an interesting review that you've been saving for a while. You want to review some gear, right? Function Functionware. Functionware. Functionware sent me a uh, like two neck gaiters, like a black one and a gray one, and so tried these on. They were very comfortable. Um, okay. Did everything a neck gaiter should do. I'll just say that without going down the rabbit hole. Um, I think I wa- I was wondering if there were different okay. sizes though, because I think mine felt a little tight getting on, but that's about it. At once it's on, it it was fantastic. Like it was choking you? No, no. I think just you know like. Maybe my maybe I just got a fat head. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll blame myself. Um, there's a joke in there somewhere. I know. There's there's a few. <laughs> I just I just saw put that softball out there for everybody. Right, right. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was it was very you know functional, if you will. So okay, nothing. Yeah, and it was SPF fifty. I think SPF was kind of fifty. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fine. It was great. Nothing bad to say about it. So if you're trying, if you want to like an alternative to sunblock, could you just like wear that over your face? I could. Um, that would be a, a sad thing for the trip and everybody around who wants to see okay. my beautiful face. Um, but yeah, you could. I don't no, know. Well, I'm just wondering if it would actually stop you from jabbering on. Mm, that's unlikely. That's unlikely. Okay. Um, gotcha. I think, I don't know. Do you talk more than me or do I talk more than you? Um, I probably talk more than you, to be honest. Okay, so there we go. <laughs> Pie served in your face. There you go. Um, okay, so yeah, we have good. a long and checkered history with, with net gators. Yes. All right, so the, here's the question. Would you bring it on the next trip? I'd bring one. I would. Okay. I, don't, I yeah. know you wouldn't, but I would. I'd try it out. I, hey, this I haven't tried them. So I, I can't I'm happy. Speak to that. Try, I'm happy trying out any piece of gear on the trip if somebody, uh, you know, donates it and, and is 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 confident it'll be a good thing. So I'll, I'll try it out. Okay. okay. And I, and I and actually that's... had I actually had it in my bag ready to go, but I, oh, I couldn't okay. I couldn't bring it. So. Right. Like that. But we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait for the rating because I'm not gonna give it like a rating from my house. So okay, um, I think I, I, it really needs to be put to the test. No, I oh I 100 percent agree with you, and that is very yeah. wise. I think you're learning from the whole like, you know, like breaking the shoes in by wearing them around the house kind of thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's gonna keep happening. Um, okay. <laughs> so yeah, neck gator uh, function wear. Um, so far so good, but okay. I definitely want to put it out on the trail and see. So to be continued on that one, and then uh, you got trivia, right? Oh, I got trivia. I got some weird uh, scenarios. Um, okay. We went weird mode. So uh, what you got? We're gonna we're gonna see what you do. I don't okay. I don't know what you do. First one's a little uh, slapsticky, absurd. So we'll start with that. Um, let's say you're out on the trail. These are weird scenarios, and we'll see what you do. Okay. So you're out on the trail. So there's some, somehow a right or wrong for this, correct? Well, yes and no. I mean, just it's kind of more like let's just get Carl's sage advice. Okay. You know, let's just see what Carl's going to do. So this is like maybe the easiest trivia you're ever going to have. Well, um, okay, scenario one: you're out on the trail, and uh, a bear and a moose walk up to you, and okay. they, they say, "Hey, <laughs> At the Carl." Same time. <laughs> same time. They just come out. They're like, "Carl, <laughs> Carl, we want an individual selfie with you." And and as they're asking you for these selfies, you know, you can see that there's insecurity. You can mm. see that they're a little bit jealous. Like, if you give the bear the first selfie, the moose might, you know, gouge you with an antler. 
Mm. If it's the other way around, the bear might claw you. Right. You know who? But but you want the selfie, and you're thinking like, wow, a selfie with a bear in a mood like this would be epic, right. epic. Who's first? What do you do? Go. <laughs> okay. So or do you walk away? I don't typically, know. we have three questions. We save the ridiculous one for the third question. You're starting with this, I'm which makes me think it. we're yeah. only going downhill from here. Wow. No, it's 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 an uphill climb. <laughs> um, you okay. know, maybe maybe the selfies aren't worth it. I don't know. Yeah. What, what do you do? Well, I think technically moose kill more people than bears, but I think oh. that I think that stat is true because of people you know driving into them on the road, not so mm. much like the actual getting named by their antlers right yeah so i'm gonna go with the bear first you're going bear first yeah moose second all right that's that's exactly right oh second uh scenario two is your (laughs) that's all you get no explanation (laughs) but that's just correct how do you explain that uh, that? welcome to dare trivia everybody how do you explain that one i can't explain that one okay this is uh your your scenario two is uh you're on day two of four on Mm. a on a very uh rigorous trip um, but you, you know what? You were like, you know what? I want to go minimal on this trip. So I'm not going to bring a lot. I'm going to bring exactly what I need per mm-hmm. day. Right? Okay. You randomly uh, are on the trail, and, and, and a guy in a ghillie suit randomly jumps out in the middle of the trail. And mm. he's like, he's like, whoa, guys, I, I, I need some food. I need some food for you. <laughs> <laughs> or from you, not for you, from you. Uh, I'm starving. I, I've been out here a long time. Like, I need some food. And you're like, mm. gosh, what do I do here? Like, I have right. enough food for the exact amount of the trip. Like, what do I do? And you don't know this guy. He he could be creepy. Mm. He comes out in a ghillie suit, doesn't take the mask off, and is, like, begging for food. What do you do? Okay, first we explain the ghillie suit to people because I don't think everyone really The, the ghillie, ghillie suit is, is, is like, like, it's like uh, fake fake like brush and bushes and stuff it's like if you're a sniper you know yeah, yeah you're yeah, hiding yeah. in the bushes i can't see yeah. you yeah i should i should have explained the ghillie suit things so he comes out in the uh the bushware if you will mm-hmm. and he says this well what are you what are you gonna do strangely we had an encounter with some folks that could have used some extra food on the trip i tried giving away food and they decided to they're through hiking the uh cdt and they decided to go back to the trailhead instead so i was like hmm I'm like, I can teach you how to beg for food, and ghillie suit was not involved. But I think this is an obvious one. I think the answer is no, and I think mm. the answer is um, go talk to Rocky because he has a refrigerator worth <laughs> of food in his backpack, so he'll have extra. So that's what I was thinking. If Rocky's on the trip, just be like, you know what? See the guy behind me? He's got blocks right. of cheese and pasta and tortillas and honey, like full bottles of honey. Um, <laughs> so, so have that. But yeah. if you're by yourself and this happens, I'd be like, I don't know. I might be a little sketched out. I don't know this guy. Like, what's he going to do? You've been out here, like, wandering like around. Like, you're going to throw it at him and then, like, run away? Why are you in a ghillie suit, first of all? I think I've seen YouTube videos where they, people just, like, jump out and scare them just to be ridiculous. Yeah, that would be that'd be challenging. I think if I got uh, worried for my life, I'd probably just give them a little bit of food or something. But okay. I'd have yeah, to figure I, it out. I don't mind. We talked about that with the water. I don't mind sharing. Okay. What in the um, world could your third question be? Third scenario, <laughs> Carol, is... Uh, you get to your designated campsite. Now, remember, okay. I think it was was it Aspen where we, they had those like uh, preset bear boxes, and you had the like, little mini campsites or the, where they want you to stay. Was that? Was mm. that? No. Where, where was that, that? Where were the? Pre- that's been a couple different spots, but Glacier was. Glacier. Was yeah, that? Gla- that was Glacier. Okay, so we're yeah. in Glacier. Um, you're out there. There's like you know five. You know, there's a few campsites around. They're all relatively close to each other. Right. You get to camp, and you're like. Let's set up our tent. We're 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 kind of getting set up, and we're in the middle of setting up stuff, right? 
You're yep. super tired. You're like, I'm over. I just want to chillax today. All of a sudden, camp one of three is like blaring music with their cool, you know, speaker, just just wailing music. Don't care who can hear. Mm. Camp two uh, simultaneously um, sees that uh, you started a fire. And, and just like the fire girls are like, you can't have this fire. Sorry. Can't have the fire. And they're talking and they're complaining and they're, you know, badgering you about the fire. And they're from Iowa, I think, too. Uh, and then the the third one, <laughs> the third good the third one is uh, you have another camp with like a couple of like couples with their kids and the kids are just going nuts. They're loud. They're crying. They're complaining. They just hadn't mm. had enough. And this is all going on simultaneously. Right. Um, who do you confront? Do you confront? Do you leave? Like, what are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna leave? Like, yeah, you multiple gonna, issues. So what are you gonna, gonna pick do? Them off. Like, I'm gonna confront this person first, then this person, and then this person. Yeah. Like, what? What, okay. are, you, what are you gonna do? You've you've had it. Maybe you had a bad day. You're, you're just. How you're, do you confront parents with crying kids? Like, tell your kids <laughs> to stop crying. Like, well, I, what, is it, what would you do? I don't know. Maybe you don't confront anybody. I don't know. What, okay. are, you, what are you gonna All do? Right. All right. I think th- this is this is obvious. If we ha- let's assume that the fire girls from Idaho are yeah. same, same personality, okay? So I think what you do is you use their strength to help you. Mm. So you say, hey, fire girls, can you go and have a little chat with the music guys over there and just tell them to turn it off and tell them you saw a ranger that you didn't really see and that the <laughs> ranger said, you better not blare music because I'll give you a citation. <laughs> that's, that's a good start. That's a good start. Yeah, and then... Then I find some treats in my backpack and I offer them to the kids if they stop crying and, of course, get parents' permission. Otherwise, it gets really creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Un- un- unwrapped candy or wrapped candy? <laughs> <laughs> Just unwrapped in my hand. Yeah, your greasy, <laughs> dirty, palm my hand. dirty hand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then we and then while the fire girls are going yeah. to tell off the, the music guys, we start a fire in their campsite and, and like a little fire ring or create one. That's and then quick. When they get back, wow. When they get back, we tell them to put their fire out. That's that's pretty close to the right answer, actually. Like scold them, basically. That's pretty good. I thought you were gonna say we're gonna leverage the fire girls' personalities against the uh, you know we'll put out our fire once you go tell them to put out their music. Oh or no. So, no. so you're in the same vein, and then the kids one. I thought you were gonna go up and be like, hey, "Look, guys, here's some un- here's some wrapped candy." I'm going to give you this candy if you can calm down and let me teach you a lesson because I'm a teacher. My name is Carl Mandrioli. Let me <laughs> let me just teach you a little bit about the trail. Let me tell you a bear story as well. Get in your sleeping bags, you know. Let me Mom tell you about a bear selfie I took one time. Yeah, let me show you that bear selfie. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I think you could. I think you could smooth that okay. one over, or yeah. you just leave and camp somewhere in the wilderness. I don't know. I mean, what parents don't want like a strange guy coming to their campsite offering their kids candy? Like who doesn't exactly. want that? And a bear story. I mean, right. that right. seems really totally normal. So right. So okay. I th- obviously the, the the right move is to hike on down the trail a ways and uh, go somewhere else. Yeah, that's probably what I would. If you can, that's I hit, your your criteria was at preset campsites. So I don't think you have that option, which I think was yeah very but smartly it, designed. But yeah, so I'm okay. I'm okay to, to to break the rule if that's the situation, though. I'll break that. rule. If that's extreme and it's that gnarly, I'd, I'd probably be like, yeah, I can't yeah. do this all night. This yeah, and you've already said you wanted to break the fire rules in Wyoming, so yeah, it sounds like you're. That's right. You're looking for rules to break. I'm trying. So, I'm trying yeah. to stir that pot, you know? Yep. That that was fantastic. That might be the, the truest Derek trivia of all the Derek trivias out there. <laughs> Your last scenario, by far the best one, so thank you for that. And yeah, well, I just have 
I just got a quick tidbit, which I already mentioned. Ooh, we we okay. had an, uh, another review. So yeah, those have slowed way down because we've only got like one or two in the last like few months. Right. Uh, please right. don't be afraid to review us on the Apple Podcast app or really any app. We would really appreciate it. Helps our show out and um, yeah. So and if you know what, we send you stuff. We send you free stuff. If you gotta you gotta send us your address though. You gotta email me or whatever. Message me on Facebook because we had a review that I already mentioned. I already read this one that was called Hoping for Coffee Cliff Bars, and that person never reached out to me. Thus, I never sent them coffee cliff bars. But you know what? I'm still willing to. So please reach out to me. Wow. Uh, This is from Callie and Blake's dad. Okay. He's referencing the the Jim Kern episode where we had the the Bill of Rights talk, eminent domain. Uh, Callie and Blake's dad said, Episode uh, 149 is a good example of some of the many things I enjoy about the B&B variety unique guests wholesome fun and a grown man who struggles to list the contents of the bill of rights boom that's you boom boom wow yeah okay even even though i did it i just still struggle so did it get done did it get done i asked him uh yeah that was a rough one for you let's be honest it was but you know what we all have rough (laughs) (laughs) moments podcast we both have rough <laughs> My Mine are, you know, ours are just more exposed. Correct. So, you know. And we're, and we're, and we embrace them. So we lean into them. I fully embrace. But fully embrace. Callie and Blake's dad, thank you for listening to the show, especially if you listen with Callie and Blake. And feel free to reach out with your address. We have a package random from our random gear box that's coming your mm-hmm. way. So Do perhaps it. a signed copy of the Bill of Rights. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> that was magical. Give me liberty. Give me death. You have the right to bear arms. We will see you next time. I want to fly yeah, not many people know this, but there's a. The, Carl has this giant, like, bear claw scratch mark scar on his back. And uh, people are like, well, how did, how did he get that? You know, when I tell him. And I'm like, he. He was kind of like, um, you know, the Fire Girls. It was like the the music guys. He he used to be an opera singer, guys, and he would practice his opera um, out on the trail at the campsite. And obviously, I would bring, uh, you know, uh, headphones and, and earplugs. But the 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 wildlife doesn't have that option. And so he he upset a few bears, and um, one of them gave him a good wallop. And that's what happens, you know, when you when you're not special at something, don't don't bring it out in the wilderness because the animals might attack you. So, Carl, put some vitamin E on that scar, and uh, we will call it a day, buddy. Love you. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, six eight Western. Oh, mule there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, host of Hunt Stands Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.